You're listening to a special edition of Nordic News, the Nordic Student Radio News Network, from Gothenburg, Sweden, where the Global Investigative Journalism Conference 2023 took place. The conference welcomed over 2,000 investigative journalists from across the world and it was organized by the Global Investigative Journalism Network, together with two local partners, the Fojo Media Institute and Foreningen Grav, Association of Investigative Journalists in Sweden. I spoke to Ulla Settereje, president of Foreningen Grav, and Karina Pierre Rochard from Fojo Media Institute. The conference has finished. How was this uh, Gothenburg edition of the Global Investigative Journalism Conference? Well, I think it was a success. Uh, the energy in the rooms have been uh, impressing, and I think that all people who have been here are pretty satisfied. We had about 130 volunteers, and, and a lot came from Förening Grävande Journalister and, of course, from Foyo, and then a lot of brilliant students from all over the world, and we couldn't have done it without them. What are your biggest takeaways from this conference? Uh, the networking, all the people you meet uh, from all over. I asked American journalist and outgoing managing director of the Global Investigative Journalism Network, David Kaplan, what his biggest takeaway was from the conference. Wow. Um, our, our community is under assault from all sides. Legal harassment, death threats, uh, information access denial, uh, lack of resources, lack of funding. I, I, the, the list is, is really long and the attacks are getting worse. Autocrats and oligarchs around the world do not like investigative journalism. And there's, there's a backlash, not just against journalism, but, but against uh, democracy and civil society in general. But independent media is the first thing they go after. And the watchdogs in independent media are the first of the first that are targeted. Despite all of this, we're growing. We're not going away. In fact, we're getting bigger and bigger. And these conferences show that. It shows a vitality and a strength that is global and deep-rooted. So you, you, you can't put this genie back in the bottle anymore. At the beginning of the conference, you mentioned some security concerns and that also people had received explicit death threats. Uh, if you told me... 11 years ago when I took this job that I would spend so much time on security, I would have laughed at you. Uh, but today, this is the reality. Uh, we, we really live in a pretty threatening age, and we have to take uh, the security issues quite seriously. This was demonstrated at our conference. Uh, we, we had explicit death threats directed against two of our Russian colleagues, these are exiled Russian journalists who work for uh, uh, a publication called iStories. And uh, uh, the, the threats, which were anonymous messages, had not only what airlines they were taking and what hotels they were staying in, they, they had the seats on the airlines that these, these journalists had. And they said, if you come to Gothenburg, if you come to our conference, we will kill you. We've got to take threats like that very seriously. And uh, we met with Swedish police. Uh, we worked closely with hotel security. And we 
tightened up the conference. So I think we had the best security we've ever had. Is there anything in particular about the Swedish edition of the Global Investigative Conference that uh, sticks out? Well, the, the Swedes were wonderful hosts. We we can't do this alone, so we have to work with local hosts. And we had the support of Sweden's Investigative Journalism Association and of the FOIO, Media Development Institute. So it was really a team effort from all of our staffs. What can I say about Sweden? It has a, a, a great investigative journalism tradition. It has the world's oldest freedom of information law. Uh, it has a tradition of equality and democracy. So this was a good place to hold a conference. And now a question about music. Ah. I, I, I saw there was a certain <laughs> band that performed on Wednesday. How do you how did you manage to organize the whole conference, work so intensely every day and perform for not one hour, three hours in a row? How is this even possible? What's your secret? How is it possible? I'm still recovering. There's no secret. <laughs> it's just a lot of hard work and busy, uh, busy times. Look, it's it's so much fun. We started the, the GIJC band. The Muckrakers started in 2007 at one of our conferences, just during a jam session, and we found that uh, uh, five of us were pretty good together. Uh, so we played the next conference and the conference after that. So now we, we've, we, I don't know, this is like our seventh gig together, and uh, people said uh, it, was, uh, it was maybe our best. These journalists work really hard. They also play hard. And it's so much fun to be up on stage looking down at 300 journalists dancing and, and drinking and having a good time. Uh, it's, it's a community. We, we bring away a, a lot of memories of not just professional collaborations and great training and new new contacts, but uh, some pretty good partying. Uh, you need to have some some release valves, and and uh, the music and dancing is is it certainly helps. And uh, you know uh, you got to build some fun into the program, and that's what we try and do. Are you going to release an album? Well, now that I'm retiring, I'll have more time for music. I'm, I'm looking forward uh, to using the other side of my brain. And that was David Kaplan, the managing director of the Global Investigative Journalism Network, on his last day of work before retirement. You've listened to Nordu News, the Nordic Student Radio News Podcast, with me, Alexander Maxia, from Gothenburg, Sweden. We're back next week, but now time for a little bit of music from the Global Investigative Journalism Conference. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Hi there.